You are now tuned in from the desk of low. Brought to you by from the Dat Feeling Podcast Network. If you have a dream, go get it. Welcome back from the desk of low. I have with me the leader, the flies of them all, the stoned one himself. Um, I've been trying to get him on since season three, but I understand he's a very busy man. Um, he's rapid rich man itself. Without further introduction, I have Fly Anakin. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm busy as hell. I'm trying to find a spot to sit down and not drive. Oh, yeah, yeah. We don't want you crashing. We, we still need that fire music from you. I'm not good, bro. There's no speakerphone. All right. Um, so, before we start this off, um, I did my research on you for the past couple of the months. And from my understanding, you're born and raised in Richmond, Virginia. Whole time, 24 years, almost 25. Oh, okay. And um, can you remember like the very first time that you ever got into hip hop, Anakin? Like the very first that like, yo, I want to rap. The first time I got into it, you said? Yeah. Um, I uh, so my earliest memory that I can I can pinpoint. Um, I was probably like, <clears throat> I don't remember what year, but I was. I don't know what year Bow Wow came out. The motherfucking, uh, it was when his album came out. Um, my uncle had peaked me listening to this shit. And um, my uncle being like a real hip-hop purist, like he used to listen to Scarface real heavy and, uh, and Biggie and like all the all the gangster shit that you would expect for me to be to as a child. He, he put me on to all that shit. And um, essentially, he seen me listening to the Bow Wow shit. And he kind of like, now, I mean, he took his, he took his, he took his the duties into his own hands, and he changed my future and shit. Nigga gave me the Ready to Die album, and ever, ever since that joint, I've kind of been a bit, you know, I mean, the same person I am now. And then like, it taught me how to appreciate hip hop, and it taught me what lyricism was too. Oh, wow. I never knew uh, Bow Wow was the first one you actually got into. It's a good thing your uncle put you up on some of that good music, though. Bow <laughs> Wow probably wasn't my first influence, but he was at the end. Uh, he was a fucking, he was a rapping kid, and all of us kids wanted to rap. Yeah. So, you know, we saw that, and it was like, damn, yo, he was a superhero. I can't remember nobody else before that, like, as far as, like, me enjoying music, because I didn't care for nothing else, so, so, like, I wasn't, like, actively paying attention to music, it's just whatever was playing in, the, like, in the car, like, on the radio, like, you know what I mean, so I was, so, I ain't had no CDs and shit at the time. Were you a big gamer growing up? Yeah, yeah, um, but I didn't have my own console, it was my, um, it was my brother's shit, like, he had a PlayStation, Yeah, because as you get older, we have more responsibilities like car payments, rent, fire music. <laughs> uh, your, f- your favorite uh, Three Six Mafia album? I understand that you grew up on them too. Uh, hmm. I know that's I a hard say, one. Hmm. Probably uh. Okay. Um, did your uncle put you on the three six mafia too or did you kinda of find him on your own? Richmond put me on the three six mafia, like oh, everybody really? in Richmond was listening to three six. Like you you can walk down the block and like you'll just hear like multiple like different songs playing like from different albums, but all three six mafia. You know what I mean? 
Okay. Like for a long time, I didn't even pinpoint who was who. Like I, I knew, I didn't know Project Pat was his own person. I thought everything was three six months ago. Like they had those kind of beats. So <laughs> I, I thought all the package, you know. And um, did you really see how? Music can affect the world when they got their Oscar nomination for um, Hustle and Flow, I believe. Yeah, I still, I, don't, I still don't see how the hell that happened. But, I mean, <laughs> I, of course, I see how it happened, but like, it's just the craziest shit. You know what I mean? Like, fucking Juicy J got an Oscar. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's cold. That's the most hip hop shit ever, right there. Um, I bet a lot of people hit you up because, like. Yo, Fly on, can you fuck with Star Wars? But I understand that a trademark Diver song is actually how you came up with your name. Oh, yeah, trademark Scott Diver. Um, it was a song called Dead Fool. I tell this story a lot, but, you know, it was a, it was a joint called uh, Dead Fool. He said, Anakin put words together, Fly Arthur. And I was in the middle of looking for a name and shit, and I couldn't think of, like, where to get the joint from. But this one kind of came to me, and uh, I just kept it exact same thing. But, yeah, trademark Scott Diver did that. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. When did you first get put on the Spitter too? Because Spitter's been in the game for a while, but he's still making an impact in the underground scene. Um, it was around probably um around the time when How Fly came out. Um, oh, I was listening to Wiz. Like I was a big Wiz fan, and um. I, I kind of stumbled across How Fly, and then I got Hip the Currency, and then after that, I listened to his mixtape. So I got, I, I kind of became more of a fan of him, and ultimately, like, he kept dropping shit, and shit <laughs> came one of the pillars to my style for real. Like, I definitely credit him a lot for, um, for a lot of inspiration. If you had the chance, would you collab with Spitter, or that no brainer right there? Would you ever collaborate with Spitter, or is that a no-brainer right oh, there? Oh, fuck yeah, of course. <laughs> I do an album with that man. The fuck out. Hell yeah. Hey, I so, didn't mean to curse, but you know that. That's no-brainer. Oh, you can curse. No worries. I hey, Spitter, like, get that fly Anakin. Nah, thanks, though. Like, that, that'll be a dream come true type shit. I would love that. Like, of course. <laughs> huh? I already know. Um, so, I understand, like, um, your name's Fly Anakin. Um, did you ever have any... Names before Fly Anakin, I'm assuming? I had two rap names before Fly Anakin, and they were both horrible. Um, the first one was Deuce. I took, I really put no thought into this shit. Like, I started <laughs> rapping with him, bro. I started, we started rapping, I did my first song, and he was like, yo, what's your name? <laughs> she stopped me in my tracks, because I never even thought about having a name. I never even really, like, thought about being a rapper until I just started doing the rapping shit, you know what I mean? So, uh, essentially... Um, yeah, I, I was douche because, like, my dad is, um, is like, you know, he's a senior or whatever, and me being junior, I'm like, shit, I'm like the second, essentially, so I could be deuce, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, something I threw out, and then after that, um, I was playing this game on PlayStation 3 called Resistance, and, um, it was this hard-ass dude named fucking Nathan Hell, like, I just thought he was the coolest motherfucker in the world, so I said, that's my name now, and <laughs> then, after that, he, he, he showed me the hell which was even cooler because I didn't really, like, I wasn't comfortable with the name, the hell name, but it was like, fuck, I'm around with it because it was better than Deuce, you know what I mean? But, yeah. I mean, once the flying shit came, like, that's when my, like, my comfort, I, I got more comfortable with myself as a, as a musician and shit, you know what I mean? Because like, I actually like my name and it's like, I'm going in a direction where I actually like, I appreciate my music. When I first started, I didn't like myself, I didn't like my voice and shit. So it was a process, you feel me? 
Oh, so you had to get used to actually hearing yourself on record before you started liking what you you were hearing from yourself. first met Henny Lowe too, um, your group was called Out of the Ordinary too. That was like the very beginning of the Mutant Academy if I if I got my facts straight. Uh, so that when you were in high school you met Henny Lowe and you guys had a duo called Out of the Ordinary. That was like the beginning stages of Mutant Academy from my understanding. That's true, um, but we met in middle school. Oh yeah, middle school, my bad. High school, middle school, man, it all seems a blur. I smoke a lot of loud, so. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but we met middle school, um, eighth grade. Uh, fucking, I, honestly, I ain't gonna front. I, um, I listened to the um the interview you did with Henny. I listened to the interview you did with Kahuna, and um, that's why I did this one because um, I seen that you was actually willing to do your research and you cared about what happened before all this shit. So that's a, a, a side. have an interesting story too and like the world needs to hear that too because like I've been on a lot of people early like Slaughterhouse Our Future and I told Kahuna and Henny Lotus like yo me and Academy you'll be next yeah I believe that too I believe that um, um being in the midst of it now yeah, yeah I understand yeah cause you guys are making waves understand so um cause I understood that out of the ordinary, you guys are like yo, I went off fucking with that name too. So how did you how did you actually come up with the name Muted Academy? That's what I was curious about. Um, I wanted to ask you that question. Yeah, I didn't um, I didn't come up with the name. Um and he came to me with the name and I designed the logo like this based off of what he you know what I mean, what he told me. It's Muted Academy, so I'm like, alright, cool, M A I gotta make this shit look cool. Originally it was like was a spin off for the Anarchy logo. You know what I mean? Like, oh. So yeah, that was just it, that was just like a creative thing. Like we both knew that like we the name out of the ordinary was cool, but we couldn't think of nothing cooler at the time. So that's why we stuck with the shit. But like, the academy like that was that was all hitting right there. Like it was from a video game. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, that does sound familiar because I remember that's for uh, PlayStation on that Mutant Academy game. Yeah, yeah. Exactly where it came from. Um. So as as we're going on too, um, I understand that. You guys released the very first Mutant Account Mutant Academy album too. Um, it's that one of the house sitting on top of the slime roof. I forget what that's called. Yeah, yeah that's open house. That's open house. That was me and his first album. Was that the first time? Probably a couple of years, like years in the in the making too. Yo. Like we 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 went on a, uh, we had a man wild ass journey before that album came. Uh, like multiple projects that people still don't know about for for real. Really? Nobody gave a fuck about me in the academy, man. <laughs> I 
Yeah. It, would you ever consider putting like those old projects, like when you guys get like more and more exposure out to streaming sites, or that's something that's like, yo, that's something we just did in the past, and we're just gonna keep that to ourselves? Yeah, you, like there has to be a demand for it for you to actually put it up on the stream site. Yeah, yeah. Let the demand build and I'll definitely do that. <laughs> so then, hell no. <laughs> um, I understand. You once compared yourself to the rap and courage man. You still feel like that? The, the rap man? Courage man from South Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm definitely <laughs> calling it. Like, I got that from my man, um, Grace Scott. Like, I got, y'all got to get hit to Grace Scott, man. He's one of the best rappers I know for Richmond. Like, that's like Big Bo right there. That's his um, middle brother. Like, his blood brother. Um, Grace Scott was initially Cartman. Like, the joke was, like, we called him Cartman because he was such an asshole. Like, he would do fucking hate when people used to steal my lighters. Oh, I hated that. <laughs> nah. <laughs> hey, you know how I many lighters I lost? That's why I steal them shit. I'm not buying no more. <laughs> hey, um, so, I'm not about lighters. That's just a trifle. Don't waste the money. Big fat, especially if that's a Zippo too, man. That's like 35 bucks. I ain't the tall fucking big. This shit like 260 something. I'm not trying to make $3 on the fucking lighters. Come on, wondering too when you decided to make the name fly anakin too um you did you didn't even know about star wars until, until you actually looked into it you're like oh okay so i see what it does so i see um did you like second guess it after you looked up the information about this anakin like character yeah i did i did, I did. quickly it was like a quick second guess but i told myself like it doesn't matter because it's a name at the end of the day. Like, they had to get their name Anakin from someone. So, being that I like the name Anakin, I'm going to keep this shit. But, initially, yeah, it's like, I didn't, I, first thing I thought about was, damn, I got to explain to these people that I don't care for Star Wars like that every time I say my name. But then, after, you know, the music came out, they stopped. They didn't even, like, pinpoint that with that. You know what I mean? Like, it took me to say, yo, my name is Fly Anakin, and Anakin came from this, that, and the third. But people say, oh, damn, are you a Star Wars fan? But no. No <laughs> disrespect at all, but that's just not my shit. I like yeah. the name Anakin. I didn't realize that was a part of the Star Wars thing because I never watched it. So, you know how I go. I mean, I was just, just on some hip-hop shit. Hey man, and and sometimes too, that's what can draw people to your music too. Because when I was looking for um, new music, I seen your name Fly Anakin. I'm like, yo, that's a fucking crazy ass name. I'm, so the first project I ever heard. Say that every time. 
time. <laughs> Every time. I thought it was pretty normal, honestly. But I guess it's, it's, it's wild. Like, I mean, it might. I guess it pops. It, it pops like when you see it. Like you know, what I mean? it makes you want to hear what's going on, what it's going to sound like. Yeah, you want to. And then also too, um, the first. So when I found that out too, I'm like, all right. So let me check what he's about. First project I ever heard from you was um, Chapel Drive, and. That had, like, everybody on me in the Academy on it. So, like, I didn't know that was, like, a Mew and the Canopy album until I started doing my research on you. I'm like, well, let me see. Well, like, because I wanted to hear you as a solo artist. So, I went all the way back and I was listening to, like, Mew's episode one or Elsewhere Avenue, too. So, like, that's, like, the beginning stages of your career if I got my facts straight. Understand? There's three MCs, seven producers still. Yeah, it's actually eight producers now. Oh wow! Yeah. You guys have like a full arsenal of producers too, like E1, Unlucky, uh, Gray Matter. I've been telling Gray Matter, will you ever rap? Um, so, I understand, too, that Mirror's Project, too, you credited E1 on it, too. Was that the first time you ever found E1? No, um, the first time we, uh, worked with E1 was on Open House. And, uh, we knew him for a couple months prior to that. But, after that, we did, um, the, like, he produced that whole EP. You know what I mean? And we, we actually getting ready to do the, uh, the second episode. The thing is, but I wanted it to happen like that, you know what I mean? Like, the way it should panned out was perfect, like... We got so busy to the point where we couldn't do an episode two as soon as we wanted to. So now it's like once we do it, people are kind of just like losing their shit because they didn't see it coming. And with artwork, too, um, that's a very big thing that, from my understanding, because that's what grabs their listeners' attention, too. When you're doing artwork, too, do you get somebody else to do it, or do you really take control of your own artwork to your project that you collaborate with? Uh, depends on who I go to for the art. Um, Backyard Bookie, I got, uh, I got a best friend, Devin Harris, to do that. Um, I had slight input. But it was more so just the ideas that um, that led to the, the final product. Uh, elsewhere, Ave, my homeboy took that picture while we were at a show, like a house show. Okay. And, um, I just I appreciate it and used it for the cover. So that was like it was 
can't say it's on me because I ain't taking pictures, but I edited the motherfucking Um, uh, what else? Um, shit. What other projects, man? Too many of them shits, man. Like, I don't think I've did too many covers on my own person. Okay. I did the first big flower one with me, uh, with Grey Matter. Um, Oh, like people like us? We have some Yeah, because some of your um, artwork that you use just for your singles, too, it looks like it's just like a straight-up picture, like the big, like the healthy freestyle. looks like that was just like a straight-up picture somebody took. Like, yo, that's fire. Yeah, yo, it was like, that was a picture from, I think that was, was that Flag on the Moon 4 last year? Yeah, yeah, that was a picture from Flag on the Moon. That was a hard-ass picture. Like, we didn't see it until, like, we finished the damn song, and it was like, oh, you gotta cover it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> try to keep that shit simple, bro. It's, it's a process with the art, man. Like you, you either gotta wait for it to be done, or you gotta pay like some crazy amount, which isn't a problem unless it's for out. Yeah. I only want to do that every single year. So it means like we got we got pictures with fucking galore. Yeah, you don't want to spend like a crazy budget on a single cover. Um. You actually produced one of my favorite joints, OG Steve Austin. Um, when did you get into producing? Uh, I started making peace in 2014, bro. Oh, and uh, you still got the passion for making beats, or are you like, man, I'm going to just do the rhymes? Um, the only reason I stopped making beats is because I couldn't get into my computer, but I've been making beats again. I started back at the top of the year. I got a couple joints that's going to be on. Um, I got one that's going to be on the Kahuna's album. Uh, fuck. I, I produce several joints, but it's, it's a couple joints coming out. Trust me. But um, I need I need a couple joints since the time the Did you find? Did you um find your produce producing while you were creating Mutant Academy, or did you find producing before that too? Like, were you listening like to Madlib instr- uh, instrumental albums or like the high tech instrumental albums? Well, honestly, um, it's like any time I got into like, like any music that I was listening to prior to this was like some hood shit. Like, cause I was in the hood, like in the projects, you know what I mean? So my, my music taste is like, it's kind of fucked up, but at the same time, it's real like exquisite. Like at one point, my favorite rapper was Boosie. Okay. So I didn't listen to a lot of like, um, a lot of taste and shit, you know what I mean? I was listening to all the ratchet shit, like all the stuff that the fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, too it's like um because like henny had that ipod full of all all that music too and you came up to him that one day he's like Yo, you got a lot of music that was, that was the moment where i had i got hit to like everything <laughs> i 
Um, now when you were like dis- rediscovering all this too, like were you like, wow, like I never knew like these people were named this. Like, did you ever when you started finding out the names of some of these older artists too? Did you ever like, what the fuck? Well, I never names most of them, not all of them. Oh, okay. I, I my research, but I just didn't have the music. You know? Yeah. Like, I wasn't. I wasn't completely green. Like I was. I was always a hip hop baby, bro. Like when I was a kid, I would come home and watch Rap City the basement. And I wouldn't leave until that shit was done. So I've been here this whole time, but I just didn't know what to search. Yeah. And it's like what you said, too, like not having a computer and access to the internet, too. Like you really got to like hear what's in the streets or go to these record stores and like actually find what you want to hear. Facts, And then for like a whole year, like that, it's like maybe my ninth grade year, I would go to fucking BK Music, which is a CD store out here. And I would buy like um, one or two joints like a week, and and, and just get myself hip to what was going on and shit. Like I researched a lot of things, man. And, like in that year, I probably bought like maybe fourteen different Wu Tang like albums, like oh, solo shit. joints, like group albums, all that shit. Like I just did all my research, you know. What I mean? and, um, that was like the making of me, man. Like <laughs> that's just, that's when it really got real. That's when I really picked how I wanted to like what I wanted to sound like. You feel know I me, mean? like. I knew where I wanted to go with it after that point. Because I already had my influences from the south, the north, yeah. and old. It's like, I could take it whatever way I want. You know what I mean? I can be versatile. I can I can do some trap shit if I want to. I can do some lyrical shit if I want to. I can do some technical shit if I want to. But I choose to do a little bit of everything. Because, you know what I mean? I don't have to appeal to nobody but myself. I like everything. Well, um, when you were copping all those Wu-Tang solo projects, too, what was your reaction when you first heard Only Built for Cuban Links? people do that I've been asking that question to like they always bring up Supreme clientele what what, what was that out what drive what like bridge you to that album I'm curious on Fly Anakin's answer to that it was, it was a masterpiece bro the first thing you hear is this, like the first words of this shit scientific my hand kisses nobody listen got to miss it you probably listen watch the golly diggy like what nigga you, you don't even know what the fuck he's talking about but it's crazy like, <laughs> like every song he was snapping and then like like I don't know I think he just ushered in a whole new style with that shit and on top of that like nobody was rapping like that yo like, nobody was rapping like that and you couldn't even try to rap like that cause you would know that you're trying to sound like Ghost and then Ghost already said you didn't want niggas sounding like him on no album so you just have a little fucked up space if you love that album at the time you feel know I me mean? Yeah, he did say that on uh, Cuban Links, that skit. He's yeah, like, I don't, I don't want... Cuban Links. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want nobody sounding like me on no album. Right. <laughs> the ghost is a guy, yo. Like, that's, that's probably, like... I wouldn't say he's, like, um... He's at the top five. I want, he was my, my number one for a long-ass time, but I'm still trying, like... I have a hard time figuring out who it is, uh, Like, sometimes it's Ray, sometimes it's Ghost. Sometimes it's Andre Dick Dallas. Like, sometimes it's Currency. Like, it, it, it fucking... It just changes, like... And I listen to a lot of Young Thug, too. I think Young Thug, one of the best ever. Like, he like top five. He's easy. Um, oh, I never I don't know, bro. I'm that. all over the picture. 
I never would have expected a young thug. Wow, I, 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 I'll keep it a buck. I ain't bummed thugger since I heard that verse with him and T.I. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> um, you still got asthma? Huh? You still got asthma? Like, do you still have asthma? Like, do you still have to use your inhaler? Oh, shit. How you even know I had asthma? <laughs> You'd be surprised Because, like, you obviously do live shows, too, so that's why I was curious on, like, your breath control and stuff like that. Yeah, because sometimes people can use it to their uh, advantage, too. Like, uh, I never knew Pharaoh Monch had uh, asthma until I started, like, really getting into Pharaoh. I'm like, damn, he's rapping like this, and this dude got asthma? Um, the dopest one got asthma, though. <laughs> I think that's what it might be what it is. I mean, but like I, like, for real, yo, I was born with it, man. You can. That's very true. Your mom is definitely right. Yeah, I was gonna say, man. I gotta sometimes I gotta hit that bitch twice a day. But man, you know, I'm surprised that you don't go out. So that's good, Dad, because you actually need your breath control when you're recording on stage. you meet uh, Big Kahuna OG? Um, I met him through concert. Um, he, uh, shit, he was kicking it, like, randomly, you know what I mean? Like, he went to his crib. Uh, actually, he wasn't in his crib at the time. He was just, uh, standing in one of his homies' cribs. He had just moved from Buffalo. And, uh, we smoked. He put me on the Kodak Black, and I fell asleep. So you got y'all got some like flat. Fla Wait, I'm about to pull up on him now. I'm about to pull up on Holly. Oh, okay, yeah, Holly Block. Um, um, so as you were um getting to know like certain members within Mutant Academy too, um, I didn't want to ask people this too, but I noticed like Concept Jacks is not really around you guys anymore too. Was that like after Chapel Drive? Like y'all kind of went your separate ways? Yeah, yeah, it's 
Undisclosed reason, I don't want to speak on it. No, no, I got it. But I was just curious. Him, we, we, we might touch on it, like, on a, like a Sometimes family fights. That's what makes a strong team. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But the, the, the best part among all that shit is being able to just be respectable, man. Respectful men, seeing themselves, and just be fucking sure about things, you know? So, no, uh, no, no worries with that situation. Let's go. Um, so from Rich, man, um, like I was telling Kahuna, um, I was, uh, there's only like a couple of people that I know from Rich, man, too, but, uh, you have a lot of respect for J. Roddy Rod. How did that come? Like, how did you ever found J. Roddy Rod? Man, I, I heard, first of all, I heard J. Roddy Rod, I was in middle school when I was in Twerk That's when, like, old girls go to shit there, and do stand Do you ever do acid? <laughs> I just, I had to ask because when I'm looking at your People Like Us cover, I'm like, that's what made me want to ask that question. I'm like, I wonder if you ever done acid before. Yeah, that was a part of my life. We won't t touch too much on that topic, though. <laughs> No, I mean, that, that's, it's not a, a bad topic, it's just like, I don't know, I don't like to make it all about that, so I'm a pioneer. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't do as much as I used to, but I had a moment with it, and uh, it taught me a lot. Yeah, and sometimes, too, like, you actually were solidified in this game. Like, what was that project that made you know, like, wow, we're like, we're, we're fucking solidified in this? <laughs> so probably, um, the reaction we got from Chapel Drive, and then, um, the Freddie Gibbs thing. Like, I feel like that was, like, in my head, I was like, yeah, we're, we're really rappers, we can't start rapping without pissing somebody off. You know what I mean? Are you guys pissed off Freddie Gibbs? Did you guys piss off Freddie Gibbs or he did he collaborate with y'all? Okay. Oh, so that really made you know like you guys like were doing something because if if Gibbs could acknowledge you, that means you guys are doing something good. appreciative too of people who gave you your first shot because just like how you said you uh with um gibbs when 
you're coming up with releases for Mutant Academy too. Do people have meetings now? So like, like, okay, we're gonna release this at this time, or like, do people come to you and be like, "Yo, Anakin, we want to release this at this time," or is it more of a collaborative effort? Um, we have meetings, but nobody comes to anybody and asks to drop anything because we are all artists. So. Ultimately, if somebody wants to drop some shit tonight, I won't know about it until it drops tonight. Unless they say, yo, I'm about to drop. Okay. But it, it, it's actually for everybody getting out there. Like, we'll have meetings and organize these things too, but most of them, like, between meetings, niggas be dropping shit, right? I know I do. We do. Okay. And yeah, cause you guys have a lot of a lot of producers at your arsenal too, and I, that's why I wanted to touch on a couple of topics too, like Fuzi and Best Friend. Like, how did you meet them two? You said who and Best Friend? Fuzi and Best Friend. I may have said said his name wrong. You called Fuzi. I got you. Oh yeah, my um, bad, my bad, G. I'm just making sure you talking about the same people. I ain't know who Fuzi was. Yeah, Fuzi. Um, there we go. I met Foyzy on SoundCloud, probably um, when I was working on, um, probably right before uh, Elsewhere Hands, a couple months before Elsewhere Hands, because he was on Elsewhere Hands, he did two beats on his own. Um, that was like the first time we worked together, and after that, we just, you know, kind of friends, like got real close after that. Um, that's friend, we met him in 2014 in Richmond, he got us to do a house show at his crib, and the, the actual, like the picture from Elsewhere Hands, that picture was taken at that house show when I first met that show. So it was kind of like a, you know, little fun fact thing. The people that really want to know how it went down and where it was. But <laughs> Jefferson, Harris, best friends, he's been around since 2014. He's producing these covers, all that shit. I mean, he's one man machine, doing it all you can't rap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, sometimes people <laughs> can do it all, they just can't rap. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody got to tell Grey Matter he can rap it. We got to hear some Grey Matter bars soon. Um, and I was more curious too on a couple of your influence too, like, cause I'm curious if like somebody like a Pusha T inspires you. Um, of course Pusha T inspires me because he's only been it, but I don't listen to him that much. As much as I should, probably. Um, so, like, let's say, who do you listen to, like, almost every day? Besides Ghost, because we know Ghost. Um, every day? Yeah. I listen to Gunner every day. <laughs> if you want to be honest, it's Gunner. I listen to, um, shit, let me look through my phone real quick. I listen to Uncle John. I listen to my friends, like, Kahuna. Well, like, I listen to Monday Night. I listen to Joey Slim. Um, who else you got anything? I listen to Drew every day. Um, and then there's one Travis Scott song, Marie, I'm drunk, that's my shit. I've been on that heavy. I've been listening to Old Wiz. Of course, gotta have Old Wiz. Um, yeah, and Cassie, and I was listening to Rayquan earlier, so. so it's mostly the things that I've been listening to with a little more, um, like, modern stuff. Like, that keep me current when I listen to it. Like, there's certain trap songs that are, like, It'll give me, like, a brand new idea versus listening to some old 90s shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get you, like, more inspired, too, yeah, as I well. You're big on positivity, I noticed, too. You read a lot of books? Mm, I try to. 
Um, I'm pretty busy, so like the uh, one book that I am working on finishing is um is the five percent. Uh, I'm in the process of it, but you know I'm trying to pace that shit out. A five percent. What made you want to pick that up? Because man, I, uh, I I think um their way of living um and that like that logic is the only like thing that the only only it's an organization but like the only brotherhood that matches my logic. Like, you're very particular on how it lets you present yourself as an artist. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. I try to take my time and do things that make sense. And you also once said, too, like, um, you also have, like, extended extended people ha- that you met through the internet, like Al Davino, Ankle John, too. Like, did you meet them in person? Or did you, like, just... um. Like, did you meet them in person before you recorded, or did you record first, then meet them in person? Um, with Davino, I met him, like, um, like, that was straight on the internet. Uh, he, uh, he was, but he just, like, popped up, like, showing love, you know, like, that's why I always, like, be cool with Davino. Like, he always, like, he always came to me with, like, on a facial restraint, you know? Like, first time I heard of him, like, yo, we got the worst body closet, and I'm like, they don't even know you. <laughs> um, <laughs> After we got cool, like he, we started building, he just like he just showed me that he wild beyond the years. So with the Vino, like that was a part built off the internet, but it, it's something through real life. You know what I mean? Once we like met up in person, um, Uncle John, make sure you say that man name right. He hate that shit. It's oh, Uncle yeah. John. <laughs> <laughs> so I met him. I met Uncle through the internet, and it was almost like identical from the Vino. Like he had me up showing love. You know what I mean? And he said that I was one of his favorite rappers alongside Fair Body and somebody else, and like. So I gotta say his name right because I understand he gets pissed if I don't say that name right. I got a funny story about him too. Uh, you'll laugh about that. I was trying to get him for an interview on um, on his Instagram live, and he was cut. But um, he kept like, "Yeah, I'll do a Canadian podcast, man." I'm like, "My name is Low." He's like, "I got you, Canadian podcast, man." I'm like, "No, it's Low." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he seems like a pretty down earth guy. But you were saying too, um, so he's saying you met him in person before you recorded a song with him. I never knew that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't intentional. Um, the homies were just like, "Yo, we gonna go to DC and see the show." I'm like, "Oh, where I'm going to? Okay, I want to see." You know, I mean, it's just like Devon Tyler. And like as soon as we met in person, it was like, yo, we gotta work. <laughs> 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 um, there's certain people, it's, it's always gonna be like that. It's like automatic. Yeah, it's just certain people that you vibe with too, because it's all about having energy, and it's like if they got good energy, it's like, oh shit, okay, he real one. Yeah, 
like some projects before Backyard Boogie too but what made you want to say like this is my debut project and what made you want to include Obliv with that? Um, I said it was my debut because it really was my debut I never dropped an album by myself before and I still technically I haven't dropped an album by myself so my next album is my real debut solo album <laughs> but um, Backyard Boogie to the debut. Um, that was that's definitely like my first time like doing a, a full-length project that just me rapping on most of the songs and shit because any other album was a collaborative joint with Concept or a collaborative joint with Henny or a collaborative joint with Kahuna, you know what I mean? That was the uh, the first one of, of, of this time. Like, that was my test one and shit because I really didn't want to make an album for a long time. Like, I felt like it wasn't necessary yet. Like, I kept spoon-feeding it like, strategically. So... I don't know, I mean, now it's a good time for albums and stuff because I'm a little more established and people respect my name, so I got to give them something to, like, to pinpoint where I'm at with things, you feel me? Yeah. Why the name Backyard Boogie? Um, because, like, when I was a kid, there was this one time, um, my uncle and his friend came to my house, like, my, when I was a kid, whatever. it was like my fucking ninth, 10th birthday or something, and, um, as they was walking in, my uncle's homeboy was like, yeah, that's my backyard booking here. And I never knew what he meant by the shit. And then I looked it up, and I seen it was multiple meanings for us. Like, it could be bad weed, it could be a cookout. And, like, at that time, when he came in the crib, we was having a cookout for my birthday. So, naturally, like, in my mind, I, I went back to that day, and I just said, cool, I'm going to call it backyard booking. Because I made it, like, one for the summertime. And it was like party kind of, like, feeling. You feel me? Like, it was it was an up, upbeat kind of album. It was different for me, so... That, that's why I went with that one. It was adding childhood memories. Okay. So there's a connection to your childhood with that title, too, as why you wanted to name it that. Yeah. Okay. See, and, all, see, and not a lot of people do that. They'll probably just, like, throw up, like, a baby picture. Like, all right, there's the debut right there. But you actually, like, put thought into that. <laughs> no, man. I, I, I wanted, like, something that was, like, um, like an old 70s funk. that you ever heard Unlucky Bastards Rod and Todd Go to Heaven cause like somebody to make like an instrumental album around Rod and Todd I was like okay that's something that no one done before <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was like when you started working on that done, cause I wanted to be on it but I fucked around and missed the deadline like I was supposed to be on that motherfucker but I was there the whole time for most of the process and then made that when Grey Matter was up in the park with I believe and I was gonna say, um, how did you meet Grey Matter? Like, come across Grey Matter? Was that through Kahuna? Nah, we came across Grey Matter um, the same day. You ever heard? Of, you ever see the video uh, called This Year? No, I haven't. Well, it's me and um, Concept. Uh, like our first video together is called This Year. It's on the Academy YouTube. 
But um, I want to say that day or just around that that time or that period of time is when we found out about Grey Matter because he's Unlucky Bass's blood brother. And Unlucky was shooting the video for us and he was like, yo, we got to rap on one of my brother's beats. He went to the SoundCloud and he came across the Fishcare beat and we ended up using that one. And every single thing, we did cool with Grey Matter. And it's crazy because, like, we did that, that uh, the song and then we did the video. And um, that was like one of the first things that got posted, like on a like on some national shit. Like it was on uh, it was on the source because of my man in there. Oh, wow. oh man, like this, you know, uh, blame the label. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he got that video on. Um, it was supposed to be on all that digital, but we missed the deadline, so we got it posted on the source for us. And, um, but that was the first time Greg had ever been on like a, a blog or anything like that. So after that, he was motivated. He was ready. Okay. Mind you, we didn't even see him in person at that point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, you didn't even, so you didn't even know what this guy looked like at first? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I had no idea. I still don't know what he looked like. Is he white? Is he white? Yeah. And Grey Light is clear. He's see through. <laughs> I I, lo- <laughs> I love the mysteriously persona. I love it. Let's keep it at that. <laughs> and uh Twami Twami's like featuring a lot of you guys too, because I understand he's part of the group with your emergency raps. Like, like it had like the Henny Low installment. You got the Kahuna installment. You got the Fly Anakin installment too. Um, does he intentionally do that with each member that raps, or is that something like is talked throughout the group? Yeah, it was it was, it was done strategically to um, promote every, uh, the artist in the academy. We had just, um, he came up with the idea, we had just finished Panama Plus. Well, we had just released Panama Plus, and um, he said that he wanted to do like a, I, I want to say, um, I came up with the name Emergency Raps, Loki. We was in here laughing, like just playing around about it. He was like, yeah, I want to do a series. And like, you know, the initial idea was always to just, it was going to be the first four parts, we were going to be the new academy members. So this was already planned out, you know what I mean? Okay, so it's all about like strategic too, because like that's what usually makes a good legacy is like you got to plan stuff out. You can't just be throwing stuff out here and there. Were you doing that in the beginning a lot? Hell yeah, I was winging it. I still wing it. Like most of the time, like I know what I'm about to do. Like in my head, like I don't really need to to see it written down as much, unless I really forget something. Like I'll just be like, oh, I'm gonna do. But most of the time, it's in my head. Like I don't really need too much to stay in key. Um, have you and Henny Low ever talked about? dropping an open house too featuring all the members of Mutant Academy because I understand that was pretty much the first Mutant Academy album we have uh, we've spoken about um, doing another project this year recently but we probably won't do an open house part two I don't think that would be the, the most smart situation because we can let that be what it is you know we can do something way better than open house I'd rather do something you know? yeah and <clears throat> we're, we're, so um, you do have plans to drop another group album featuring because like I understand like at a time like this too like if you guys drop like a group album like with Grey Matter production like he just did G Money on the Roof featuring the beloved Flea oh my god that beat is classic yeah it was that was definitely a moment right there that was a, a real moment I want to say we found out before he did like, <laughs> like you know, we seen we seen when he came out with 
came out and, and Gray was still um, in the bed. Like, you sleep late as hell sometimes. And the G Money video came out. I was like, yo, <laughs> she came out. Yo, Ben ain't even know. Yo, quick, quick, Gray man up. Quick, Gray man up. <laughs> yeah, man, that was, that was dope, yo. Like, it was, it was well, well needed. You know what I mean? Well deserved. Like, Gray man one of the best producers I know. Yeah. And but, I mean, we're, we're, we're planning on doing a group album. Like, don't, don't, I'm telling you, it's, it's gonna be hard, but like, when it happens, it's gonna happen, it's gonna be like a fucking ball. Because we need that to be talked about forever, like. So, I mean, the more things we do as solo artists, the better, because it's only gonna bring more to the table. Okay. Do you still uh, reminisce about playing Resistance? Because that game was fucking pretty classic on the PS3. Um, honestly, dog, I, I, I haven't even finished that shit. Like, it's so <laughs> <laughs> it was so difficult and then my PlayStation ended up breaking so I don't even I think I like really like did what I was supposed to do with that shit it was tight though it had moments on there and the graphics was crazy at the time so, and, and I think the only thing that went wrong is I didn't have internet at the time so playing that shit on like like, like just by myself got a little boring after a while okay yeah cause like I understand too like at just certain times like like the iPod too that can like just form like who you are in the future too. Um, when you seen, well, well, I should say seen when Mass Appeal hit you up and wanted to do an article about you. What was that feeling like? Because like that Mass Appeal is a very good look. Like it has Nas. Like Nas is the co-owner of that, so Nas knows definitely knows who you are. Sure, that's not necessarily guaranteed. Like, uh, you never I'm know. Not, you I, never I, know. I'm so, I'm... I don't know. I mean, I wanted, I wanted, when I was a younger, like, more green artist, like, I, I thought that way, but you can't necessarily, like, pin it, like, on that, you know what I mean? Because he ain't posted. Like, he couldn't have anybody to put that up. So, I mean, I don't know. I I, I was thinking that was a possibility Nas would hit me up eventually, but I ain't about to wait on that, man. I mean, like, if I was, like, a part of that company, I would want to see who's getting posted on my site, too. Yeah, that was, um, that was my man Jordan coming there. Commander, uh, how to say that? Oh, Commander, yeah, yeah. 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 Got to interview that guy in the vault. Mm -hmm. Show Commander, I see you, my G working. Yeah, peace to well. Um, that was because of him. You know, what I mean, he, he definitely looked out for us on um, the Mexico thing. Like, that was one of the well needed things. Like, but, um, you know, he interviewed Nas, right? Huh? You know, he interviewed Nas, right? Oh shit, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, he has a. Because when I did the interview, it's unreleased, though, but I'll send it to you. Um, yo, he has a, quite a history in this, too. He asked Roy Jones Jr. how it was to feel, how it was to get knocked out by Fat Joe. I'm like, you asked him that? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. What? Yeah. He asked him that? Oh, yeah, yeah. He definitely asked him that. <laughs> That's some gangster shit right there. But he said, yeah. So, yeah, Jordan Commander has a long history in this game, too. So, yeah, I, I'm 100%. Once you said he put you on that side, I'm pretty sure Nas knows who you are now. Hmm. Interesting. Shit, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Nas, holla at your boy, please. Or Shady Records. We need that Munich Academy album. Damn, I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. All right, let's get, let's get some guap first on some Bandcamp Independent, then talk of some major labels. Yeah, we, need, we need to bag off the first Bandcamp Independent. Charge me. Um, Something like Wu-Tang 
Oh shit! Yeah, cause um, cause I understand like it's all about positions you put yourself in life as too, and you have like a big crew full of like talented producers and MCs too. Um, do you think like one day you're just gonna look back? It's like holy shit, we did a lot of shit back then of just the ten of us. <laughs> And I try not to, like, reflect too much, too, too much, dude. You know, we gotta wait and sit around and reflect. Uh, I mean, sometimes, you know what I mean? I, I hope, like, all these things can happen when we still here, like, 20 years from now, we build this tour up and some shit that we're writing right now and recording, you know? Like, I believe that's how it's gonna go. Okay. Like, people probably gonna appreciate this shit forever. Like, it's gonna get way more, like, way more appreciated later because you know how time to so you have like the big fly series too with Kahuna. Um, I won't take up much of your time too. I was more curious on how did you come up with that too? Because like, yeah, you can just throw out like a big fly one, but you guys did big fly one, two, and three and four. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it wasn't supposed to be over after the first one. It was, <laughs> it was, it was strategic idea to make um, a whole bunch of big flies. So <laughs> it don't make sense no more. But do you think do do you think that yeah, that would, some Oh, say that again. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and panorama plus. Um, that's beginning a lot of rotation too. Um, I was more curious on some of your favorite projects, or you don't really have favorite projects too. You like that's not the time to be picking it. Um. I mean, it's, it's certain ones that I still go back to. So, I mean, I think Panama Plus is definitely, like, out there. Like, one of the best chunks. Um, I think Chapel Drive, maybe, um, shit. Like, Yo Talk, one of the best chunks, too. Then, come on. Like, Yo Talk is crazy. Um, goddamn. Hmm. Fuck the grand scheme of things. Oh, yeah. People still tell me about that shit. <laughs> um, a couple projects, man, but I really, I don't even think I made my favorite favorite yet. Like, my, 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 probably, my name, probably still, like, in the tuck right now, so. Okay. Like, so right now, like, whatever brand for me is my favorite shit for me. Okay. Yeah, because it's still very early on in your career, too. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with this shit, so. Um. Yeah, I'll say this new shit is probably the best. Do you ever have, like, somebody, like, a, uh, I don't know how to say this, uh, you ever have, like, a fan that, like, from a totally different background, and they fuck with your music, and they hit you up, like, damn, you know, this guy fucks with my music? Like, a, maybe, like, a 65-year-old white woman? I mean, that, that, that's the majority of them. <laughs> like, it's, a lot of, uh, it's a lot of, like, random people that I wouldn't expect to fight. Like, you know, fucking push play on my shit, because I'm sure they see me in person, they probably lock their doors on me. Uh, I mean... It's a way to bridge gaps. You know what I mean? I appreciate it. Anybody, like, it's people that I would respect, people I wouldn't respect, like, people I went to school with. You know what I mean? Asking me how the music went, like, how the music going and stuff. So, you never really know who's watching until, like, they, they reserve themselves. Well, we got a lot of closets, man. Yeah, do you ever have any of your exes hit you up once you started making moves and they start confessing to you, like, oh, he loved you? It's like, yo, that's real past that shit now. <laughs> <laughs> man, I don't, I don't fuck with that shit, bro. Trust me. Uh, a lot more, a lot more than off my shit. I'm back. All right. 
So yeah, you said you don't fall for that shit anymore. But that has that happened to you? Yeah, I mean, but you know how it goes. They're gonna try to figure out a way for nigga they really in. You just gotta deal with it. And I've been, I've been having that like this, this, this learning experience for the last two, three years. You know, like who to trust, who not to trust, and when to shut the fuck up. You feel me? It's, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's all an it's internal thing. I can't really say how, this, how I do these things. I just trust God. And just walk, like, real carefully sometimes, you know? <laughs> I don't do reckless shit as much as I, I used to. All right. What's your favorite kind of strain right now? What you smoking on? Favorite strain, God. I probably, I'm not over this shit yet because I need more of it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the gelati. It's the gelati. I need more of that. Okay. Man, that shit sounds delicious. It's biscotti and uh, gelato put together. I really want some more of that shit. I've been thinking about it since I got it. Last time I had it was in New York. Um, craziest weed you ever smoked, or was that it? Craziest weed ever smoked? Damn. I was, I'm curious about that. Like, the craziest weed. It's like, yo, I got, like, this should knock me right out. Shit, probably, um, maybe Moonrock. Morocks, damn, that don't even sound like that. I can remember. <laughs> we, we was in uh, D.C. First time I had Morocks. And, like, it was like probably three of us in the alley trying to burn that shit. <laughs> that shit was random as hell. That shit got me high probably two hits. <laughs> like, probably like some that. I was coughing like a bitch. Yeah. <clears throat> Cough so much it hurts. <laughs> yeah, I've been there before. Yeah, but shit, if you cough, you high. Like, cough is like fucking like a cheat code. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big fact right there. Um, so Anakin, um, I'm really glad we got this interview done too, and um, it didn't come full circle. Um, so you obviously listened to the Kahuna and Henny Low uh, interviews. I appreciate that too. I never would have expected you listen to that. Um, this is the question I asked them. And I'm more, I'm curious to get your answer on this question too, because maybe somebody out there who really fucks with your music can hear that message and you'd be like, wow, okay. Um, do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Shit. The best way I could uh, put it is, um, Trust God, trust yourself. Um, look internally for issues and solve them. Um, don't make people your happiness, ultimately. I think that's, like, key shit. Like, if you don't make other people your happiness, make yourself your happiness and just focus on what's in front of you. And try to make your life the best biopic you can make it. You know what I mean? Because, <laughs> I don't know, like, the way I see shit, no matter how wack it gets, we're going to laugh at this shit later because we're going to keep living. And ultimately, you got to keep on fucking going because nobody can quit. Once you quit, you're dead. That's a very dope answer, too. I like that. I like, your life is your own biotopic. Make it great. I like that answer. It's all about staying active and keep doing what you want to do and having fun with your life and shit. Once you're not enjoying your life no more, it's 
one of the main elements is accepting the fact that your ass is human and it's okay to be hurt about some shit. Like, <laughs> once you're done bitching about it, find some way to fix it. Yeah, that's good. That's all I can ever suggest you. Yeah, because they know. That's what I did, you me? Yeah. Well, and then, too, like, once you start striving for more, it just shows. Because, like, look what you're doing now and all the success that's going to come to you in the future. Definitely. Definitely, man. I mean, it, it, takes, it takes that persistence and you've got to respect your perspective. And if you need to fix that motherfucker, you got to work on it, you know? Yeah. Because ain't nothing going to get fixed if you're just sitting around bitching about it. <laughs> so... <laughs> say that shit all day and it's gonna be facts every time you'll never get tired of hearing that <laughs> yeah get the fuck up and do it like, that's it um well like you said this very classic interview with the the most stoned one himself Fly Anakin uh is there anything that you'd like to plug in before I let you go sir man I wanna plug in um shit I'm gonna plug in the Academy Music Academy is for the children um, that means every member of Mutant Academy, not just one or two of us, it means the whole fucking 10, 11 of us. Um, shit. I want to plug my fucking, um, goddamn emergency last four, my fucking, um, goddamn, what else came out? My nigga Uncle John shit, go listen to Cold World, go listen to Big Fly 420, Big Fly 3, Big Fly 2, Big Fly 1, everything that you haven't heard from our Mutant Academy niggas. Um, because you're missing out. Um, Facts. Shit, what else? Um, hmm. Just pay attention to the underground, man. The underground is controlling shit, and it's better than uh, the mainstream. You know what I mean? Like, whatever you see on your timeline, just click on that shit and see if it's tight sometimes. Don't just, you know, skate past your shit and listen to the bogus shit that you're listening to, because I know you're tired of it. Yeah. Maybe we'll be waiting. And y'all need to go tap into that healthy freestyle too. Kahuna and Anna can go off on that shit. Oh, yeah, you fucking healthy in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be versatile, man. That's true. You can do more than one thing. You can drop in different bags. We can, we can go on tour with Lil Baby. We can go on tour with fucking Blush Shotgun. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And that's what makes that's what makes a legendary artist right there. With that being said, that's now a classic interview from the desk below featuring my guy Fly Anakin. Hey, thanks for showing. Um I just